Music, thoughts, hopes and dreams. Four terrific ingredients for the East Coast's latest audio offering with singer-songwriter Pamela Sue Mann and Alex Lefchuk opening an audacious audio assembly of talent for New York Real Talk. I've actually heard and what better way to actually start off New York Real Talk than in the morning when we await we'll see the sun. It's a post-apocalyptic lullaby and not that we're actually in a post-apocalyptic time or maybe we are but Pamela Suman, uh, pretty impressive track there, very interesting and what a perfect way to actually launch it given that we're also recording this on what would have actually been David Bowie's 75th birthday. 
Today, it's interesting. It's interesting that they, Jerry's been playing a series of shows at the cutting room in the city with the original Bowie band. And it's, uh, they've been fantastic shows, really, really, uh, you know, well, so far one show and it was really, really good. And they've got two more. And thankfully, I get to go see one tomorrow. I'm going to go back down to the city and, and uh, brave the elements and brave everything brave else. Brave the bugs. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, they had uh, lots of people there and, 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 and the fans really loved, they really appreciated it and really loved the show. Well, no doubt. Indeed, one of the things I'm actually going to be putting to the team as they begin to assemble is indeed, do we have a favourite David Bowie track? Because I thought that might be quite useful, given that actually accessing him today would be a little bit problematic. But we can at least welcome to the programme now her first ever New York Real Talk, but she was a fabulous Midrick driver. She's based in Canada. Uh, she actually took one of my science fiction classes at the University of Lincoln. It's Abby LeMay. How are you, Abby? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Now, as I say, it's taken us well over a year and a half to get you back on the midweek drive because I did say, look, you know, we're switching to Zoom now. This is the way forward. We can connect in all sorts of ways. I'm pleased to see that you've managed to press those correct buttons. And of course, we just missed each other literally by, I think, moments when you were on a train traveling past Lincoln on your way to Whitby a few, well, a few weeks back. I know it was really sad. I didn't I wasn't supposed to go to Lincoln, so it was really spur of the moment, but I figured it would be worth it to reach out, and it was, so. <laughs> it's brought you to New York Real Talk with Pamela Ali Suman, of course, uh, and we've also got Kathy Manso back with us as well. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing well. How are you guys? <laughs> Excellent. So let me just get the geography right here. Basically, it's uh, North America, the continents three, uh, UK or England one at this particular basis. Uh, Pamela based in New York. Uh, Abby, of course, uh, in Canada. In, are you in Toronto as we speak, Abby? Yes, I am. <laughs> there we are. Or technically, as it's properly pronounced, Toronto. Toronto, yeah. <laughs> yes, as they say. Always going to get that Canadian pronunciation correct, really. Very important. Uh, and Kathy, of course, in Lincoln, England, but originally from Miami. Yep, you got it. <laughs> so, so there you go. I have a question for you. There seem to be a lot of uh, non-Brits um, that that flock your way, that end up in 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 the world um, in which Alex Luchek uh, inhabits. And it seems like uh, I don't know if is it the university, is it the people that you're meeting? You you meet a lot of Americans, it seems, and 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 non-Brits. <laughs> Well, I've always liked to feel that we have infinite diversity and infinite combinations. In, in, in Kathy's uh, uh, defence, she was basically suggested, it was suggested that she actually reach out and contact me because I don't think our, our paths would normally have actually connected uh, because you weren't taking my postgraduate film option. So, you know, that's part and parcel of the whole thing. Uh, Abby, on the other hand, actually suffered a whole semester with me uh, working through science fiction. So there we are. It was a lot of fun. One of my favourite classes. Well, there you are. And, and I appreciate that, Abby. Uh, sadly, it's no longer running, or at least not running at present. It's gone into suspended uh, 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 suspended animation, basically. It's gone into hibernation for a time. But we'll we'll work our way through that. That's, that's the important thing. So, um, and uh, indeed, Pamela, you obviously are saying you wanted to actually enhance this and actually drive down this whole notion. So it's now North America 4, uh, UK, England 1, in terms of New York Real Talk, because Jessica's with us, of course, from... 
North Carolina. And I'm not sure, Jessica, whether you might have actually connected with Abby via a phone link when you were actually in the studio in those short times, because it's only yourself and Abby who've actually shared that experience of being live in the radio studio with me for a midweek drive. Yeah, um, I think Abby and I were there in person um, briefly right before the pandemic. So hi, it's great to see you again. <laughs> hi. Yeah, because I did come in that one time in uh, February right before COVID hit. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I had a feeling you'd actually sort of been in the in the studio at the same time. I know, Kathy, it's one of those things. Who knows whether we'll ever get to that stage again where I'm pressing buttons as opposed to doing various other bits of pieces. And after all, this is, of course, Pamela's show. So... Um, Pamela, who do you want to speak to? Which wacky New York story tales do you actually want to go through from this? We appreciate Jonathan Lindsley might be joining us as well, but that's even more exciting. And of course, we've got favorite David Bowie tunes to go through. So Pamela, over to you. Oh my goodness. Um, where do I begin? Well, I've, I've, I've not met Abby before, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Are you are one of these uh, international jet setters that are hopping about from, from country to country? Um, and, uh, and, and, and what is, what is your focus, uh, you know, when, when you, you know, come through the school and the things that you're most interested in? I'm sorry. Well, I was in Lincoln on exchange. So through my university, I did a, my third year of uni in Lincoln, which was lovely. And then I got uh, the travel bug. So I was intending to be back in the UK about twice a year since I had left, which I was following up on. And then COVID hit. So I just, just made my way back to the UK in November, and now we have the new variant and travel is banned again. So unfortunately, I am homebound for the foreseeable future. Um, <laughs> but I went to school with an English major, so I was doing a lot of reading and writing and analysis. Um, but I think my focus has just always been more generally arts. So I love writing. I love singing, dancing, acting, drawing, all of that stuff. So if there's any sort of future where I can be in an art field, then I've succeeded. So <laughs> that's excellent. And you know, you're bringing up something really interesting. Um, it's something that it, it definitely begs a story uh, or two or several that COVID has really uh, shaken up. I mean, those of us fortunate enough to be able to travel or, or, or you know, have, have a choice of the things that we do because there are many in the world that sadly cannot. Um, but it's interesting how, especially, you know, for, for, for creative people who don't necessarily have such a, a set trajectory, and even for those who thought that they were doing something specific, COVID has sort of just thrown everything up into a big windstorm. And people are landing in all sorts of places. Friendships are being made online with people that have never met. Um, art projects are being begun between people that have never actually been in the same room together. And then you end up somewhere doing something else that you didn't expect it. I, I think that maybe we're learning to sort of go with the flow, but it's kind of, there's an exciting element to the fact that there's this, sometimes we, we just, we're on this trajectory and we're planning it, but then sometimes, you know, everything just get blown up in the air. And then before you know it, you, you didn't expect to be where you were with who you, whom you're with doing what you're doing, but I find that really exciting. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. I feel like 
I am definitely in a weird place that I would have never thought that I would be. And I totally agree with you that you're constantly making friends with people in different weird ways. Well, maybe not weird, but different for sure. <laughs> sort of sociology. And I was wondering, you know, for Jessica and, and Kathy as well, you know, I, I think I think for both of you, I think things have, have, have shifted and put you in a place that perhaps you mind have been or kept you in a place longer or you're definitely seeing the world in a different way i mean i i i'm i'm actually in the states i haven't left since covid began which is bizarre because normally we travel so much um but i'm seeing people who have like going there and then all of a sudden you're staying there or so i was wondering with you know jessica and kathy i'd love to ask you know the same question <laughs> thanks <there>. jessica <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, well, for me, when the pandemic started, I was living in Australia at the time as an English teacher. And I was in Sydney and I was there as long as I could be because then the school I worked for, Sydney College of English, closed uh, by the end of May. So when that happened, I had my visa up until maybe September of that year. And it was either, okay, stay in Australia, but stay in my small apartment uh, for the unforeseeable future or uh, try to make it back home and figure out things from there. And uh, essentially that's what I did. I took a flight from Sydney to a very long flight back to the United States uh, around June. And then I crashed in LA for a few weeks and stayed with my sister. And then I eventually made it to Miami uh, where my mom and my dad are located. And then I just took care of myself for the first seven, eight months. I just was eating better, just trying to be healthier, kind of didn't try to get back into work. And then that's how I started researching as to what did I want to do because I knew I didn't want to be a teacher forever. And that's how I came to find University of Lincoln, <laughs> doing a bit of research, uh, trying to find the things that match up for me. And I'm in this great program with the um, war and human rights that I love, uh, my master's focus. So it's, it's been pretty cool so far. I can't complain, although I am currently writing a law paper that is uh, maybe not the most pleasant thing. <laughs> but uh, besides that, yeah, I mean, if anything, COVID helped me realign myself and kind of figure out what did I really want to do and help me for that next stage of my life. Exactly. And Jessica, I'm so curious because since I've met you, you've you've been in <laughs> you've been in several countries, and um, it's been I've been trying to track you. <laughs> Where is she? Yeah, so I have been in Lincoln um, just for that semester, that spring semester of 2020, um, and when COVID hit and everything started happening, all the South Carolina schools started closing and bringing back students. Um, and my school was like, oh, don't worry if you're in the UK, like you're fine. We're just bringing back like the students um, in continental Europe. And um, then they sent another email and they said, just kidding, um, you need a flight by the end of the week and you have to come home. And it was awful. Um, and I had also been planning to spend the summer after with my boyfriend in Ireland. Um, and I, like basically the rest of my semester in Lincoln was gone. All the rest I was supposed to do in class was gone. And the studio with Alex, just everything was ruined. Um, so that was a horrible flight back. Um, I remember I was like in the airport. I don't even know what country I was in Holland. And there were just a ton of other Americans trying to get on a flight to Atlanta. And like, they all had a similar story. Um, 
but yeah so I spent the the summer back home and the only thing that I, I just like remember skateboarding like the whole summer that's the only thing that kept me sane along with the radio like the radio and skateboarding is all I did um because I spent my senior year um of college online and that was really hard because I didn't really have like a normal senior year and I didn't have like a normal graduation and I still feel like I haven't graduated properly like there was no closure um, but it was also hard because I have been planning to go see my boyfriend that December. And then they were like, no, you still can't travel. And I was like, oh, my heart, because <laughs> it was a year before I could finally go see him. And um, once I graduated, I was finally able to go spend like those four months in Ireland um, that I had been like waiting a whole year for. Um, so that was really nice. We didn't really travel. We basically like stayed around Belfast and his village, but it was like nice I I still was scared of COVID but like it was nice to finally be there um so yeah now I'm just back home and trying to figure out what to do with my life so um yeah COVID doesn't make me feel super great but <laughs> several of us Jessica spend the less the, the remainder of our sort of four or five decades on the planet figuring out what to do with our life so it's okay it doesn't get any easier on that sort of side of things but what the heck maybe one day I'll, I'll get it right um we did say, Pamela, today is the day that David Bowie, David Jones, of course, would have been 75 years of age. Um, Abby, let's turn to you. Abby, are you a David Bowie fan or is it a case of no, not not so much? Well, it's not that I'm not a David Bowie fan. I feel like that's kind of hard to come by. Uh, it's just that I am not an avid David Bowie fan. I don't have a lot of his music on my phone. I have the classics, of course. Um, I've been trying to watch labyrinth but i haven't seen it since i was a really really young kid um but my, what actually kind of spiked my interest in david bowie again was when they played heroes in stranger things in season one when it came out all those years ago so that would probably be my favorite tune of his Thank you. 
we've just heard Heroes, Abby's Choice from David Bowie. And Abby, of course, uh, is also one of those fine souls who, uh, unlike Pamela, Jessica and Kathy, actually was off on a location report with me, Abby, because, of course, on one of our location reports, we actually met Sam Jones, Flash Gordon himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I meant to ask you this. How did your brother take the fact that his sister had actually finally met Flash Gordon in person? You know what? My brother didn't care as much as my dad did. My dad was far more interested. Um, and even now I'll see, I'll see uh, Flash Gordon things or they will, and then they'll send them to me, which is so funny because I've not seen the movie. <laughs> but it's funny now because that is kind of associated with me, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll bring you on to Resonance Rewind. I'm sure we'll put Flash Gordon in there somewhere along the line. Be a, a whole new field on that side of things. <laughs> Um, Kathy, but David Bowie, uh, does he does he still resonate with respect to yourself? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? There isn't a day I don't listen to David Bowie. Um, <laughs> I grew up with him. I mean, so did my parents. <laughs> so it was just gonna it was going to happen one way or another. It was destined. It was fated. And I it's hard for me to pick a favorite song because I think it just depends on my mood and what's what's going on. There's so many. There's there's too many. Um, not that that's a complaint. I wish there could be more. But I will say my favorite collaboration with David Bowie uh, is with Freddie Mercury under pressure. And that is also my favorite karaoke song to collaborate with. So if you guys are thinking about karaoke, remember good tune <laughs> not not to be confused of course with ice ice baby which also uses the same riff and is a completely different line entirely so you know just just step away from that side of things
Keep coming up with love, but it's so slashed and torn. You mentioned Under Pressure there because that was one of the uh, tunes that I used to use as my theme tune when I was doing my finals for my bachelor's degree in, in chemistry and biology back in King's College, uh, London University, uh, all those years ago. So it still shows there was a connection before you were born, Kathy, but what the heck? Um, so. um, yeah, no, incidentally, um, Under Pressure. Uh, so when, when Jerry toured with David, for a, few, a good few tours or a heathen tour reality tour um I, for the benefits of the listener this is jerry leonard the yeah. number one partner so, of pamela Superman, and so, ace guitarist but but who of whom i'm speaking is i mean i'm praying that that we can interview her it'd be fantastic she's she's a good friend and she's just the sweetest i mean sweetest most humble person in the world is uh gail ann dorsey who plays bass and is a phenomenal singer. And David brought her in to sing Freddie Mercury's part on Under Pressure. And that's just something that she has always done on tour, David. She, they might even be doing it tonight. I'm not sure with her singing it. But if there's ever a way to find any footage on YouTube or online of, of Gail doing that live, I think they did actually, maybe they did, uh, there might be a DVD of live tour. There's some of Ireland, I think they did. And, and Gail must be, and I think it was at the point, maybe, where they, where they performed. Um, uh, and, and if you ever have the chance to hear Gail Ann Dorsey singing Under Pressure, you know, with David, it's just like, she, she does it. You know, to, to, to take on the mantle of Freddie Mercury's voice is a, is a big ask. It's a big ask. And Gail nails it. As if, you know, if it weren't Freddie, it should have just been Gail all along. <laughs> Sounds particularly awesome. And I'm also very impressed, Pamela, that given uh, Abby's uh, comment on, on trying to work our way through Labyrinth, you've almost got a Labyrinth-like companion who is currently unnamed, but is the white snowy owl, who's also, for benefit of listener, <laughs> appearing on, 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 on our sort of uh, screens at present. But he is unnamed. So, Pamela, I think 
we, we've still got wacky New York stories to go through, but shall we put this out to the team? The midweek driver at search. I mean, obviously, technically, Abby's still a head girl because she started earlier than anybody else, actually, in terms of midweek drive. So, Abby, you've reached that stage of being head midweek driver at girl. Do you have any particular name in mind for the currently nameless Pamela Suman, a white owl? Abby, I must say, before, before, before we continue, he's not real. <laughs> this, is, this is not taxidermy. <laughs> he's okay. just a stuffed little owl. I don't know. Maybe I should worry about myself that I've been kind of collecting little Absolutely. Why not? 2021, it's pink flamingos. 2022, it's white owls. I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> but but oh, go on. Go on. Let's do this. Let's name him. Is it totally unoriginal to want to name it Hedwig? Because now that we've got the the new uh, 50th anniversary or what has just come out on Crave. Oh, you guys don't have Crave. I just realized this. They've let out the new reunion of all of the Harry Potter actors. They've all come together. So now I've got Harry Potter on the brain. So is it totally unoriginal to want to name the owl Hedwig? Not at all. We'll just, what we'll do is we'll, we'll give him one of those, those sort of uh, kind of Latin Catholic names, which, so it means he can have like seven names. <laughs> so that will be one of his names. We're not sure exactly where it will okay. go, but I've but, written but, that down. Headway. Yeah, that, that, that's good, good, good start, Abby. I think it's probably 25 years as opposed to 50 years. I don't think they've actually been going with Harry Potter quite that long. And J.K. Rowling is obviously not invited, but then again, let's not go there because it could be a different call entirely, but what the hey. Um, Jessica, I noticed you, you, were, you were nodding approvingly with Abby's suggestion there. Are you going to go for that or something completely different? No, I think Hedwig is perfect. I mean, that's immediately what comes to mind. There's no more iconic snowy owl than Hedwig. Um, I do think that if he's having several names, if he is, I, I have like four names. So I also think he should have several names. Um, <laughs> so if I had to pick another one, I would suggest Bartholomew because that sounds wizardy to me. Like whenever I think of like a Merlin-esque wizard, I think of like Bartholomew. So I think he looks like the perfect little, little Bartholomew. <laughs> so impressed that you came up with that so quickly. I mean, I can't even pronounce it, let alone think of it. So I think so far he's Bartholomew Hedwig. Now, Kathy, I know Kathy's going to come up with something great. So. <laughs> you know me and the puns and I already was like I already know his name I mean I agree with you guys the names are excellent this should be an owl with many names because obviously it shows its importance into society so I think somewhere along the way it should be Hubert who not Hubert but Hubert right right because who thinking that oh I I I really it's taking shape. He's really, he's, he's, he's taking shape. Let's see. Um, but where does it go? Let's see. Hubert Bartholomew Hedwig. <laughs> Alex, would you, fair, would you, would you care to chime in? Yeah, I don't it's think a, Jonathan's going to be able to join us. But, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a classic HBH. I mean, we can go no further, surely. I mean, that's, that, that's it really, you know, he, he's hooting in, in every sense of the word. So marvelous. I, you see, I, I sense Pamela, that the power of the midweek drive team, combined with New York Real Talk would actually open that one up for. Um, Jessica, it's time for your favorite David Bowie track. What would you like? So, not to sound like a heretic, but um, I don't li I, I don't listen to very much David Bowie. And I, I, I know of him 
because I'm a bit... <laughs> if it bit... helps, Jessica, his landlady actually has gone on record as saying that he was very untidy and, and actually sort of had, had dodgy hygiene for the, for, for the first few years of his time there, probably because he didn't have a female behind him, but that's by the by and could be borderline sexist, but carry on. Well, I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm um, a big fan of My Chemical Romance. Like, I had a big, like, phase. Um, and the lead singer, Jardway, is, like, a massive fan of David Bowie. Um, and I would always, like, associate, like, I've heard of the Ziggy Stardust. I, I remember, I always remembered that because, like, I just like the words. It just sounds cool. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't actually know many David Bowie songs. So if there's, like, a song you'll collectively recommend, I have a lot to learn. Well, Shall I, I'll throw out a few possible titles. Ashes to Ashes, Starman, um, Oh You Pretty Things, um, Let's Dance. Pamela's holding up her own particular line on that thing. I'm not, I'm not sure whether, we, whether Jessica quite got that, actually. I'm sorry, my eyesight is so yeah. poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We have one from... She is, she's holding it up now and she's actually saying, uh, it's um, Ziggy. Is it Ziggy? What have you got? Was, was that Ziggy Stardust? I'm very confused. Well, Ziggy Star it, was it Ziggy Stardust that was possibly there? I'm, I'm good. Any yes, one of those, Jessica, that you'd particularly go for? Yeah, any any of them. I, I would like to hear some. I know Kathy recommended one too, so I, I trust you all. <laughs> Okay, Pamela, you're going to have to arbitrate here. Which one are you going to go for Jessica's choice? I'm going to go with Ziggy, which segues into my choice for adding a name to our, our beautiful friend, because oh. um, he's, he's, he's got the name Ziggy as well. Ziggy played guitar, jamming good with Wed and Gilly and the spiders from Mars. He played it left hand, but made it too far. Became the special man, then we were Ziggy's band. Ziggy really sang. Screwed up eyes and screw-down hairdo Like some cat from Japan He could lick them by smiling He could leave them to hang Became one so loaded man Well hung and snow-white tan God-given eyes 
perhaps He took it all too far But boy, could he play guitar Seriously, the, the, the name of the um, wonderful super computer in Quantum Leap, which I suspect uh, nobody other than possibly yourself, Pamela, maybe Kathy will have ever, ever encountered Quantum Leap. Uh, Quantum Leap, anybody? Uh, yeah, it's thumbs up from Kathy. Anyway, it'll, it'll happen in a Resonance Rewind before too long. It's great. It's one of Scott Bakula's early classic triumphs with the late, great Dean Stockwell. Um, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Uh, Ziggy says hello, or Ziggy says his own sort of thing. It's New York Real Talk with Pamela Suman and three fine folk. Um, and Pamela, do you want to go through the whole notion of wacky New York stories? Now, technically, I think Abby is going to be first up for this, and I'm not even sure if she's ever been in the city of the Big Apple, but carry on, Pamela. Okay, so I'm, I've expanded my question, Alex, because I've realized that some of the guests that we have, some of the friends that we have on, on, the, on the show have never been to, or have not yet been to New York City. So while New York City is still not yet underwater, there's time for you to come and you've not had that experience yet. However, I'm sure that either you know someone who either lived here, is from here, or you've seen something on film or television or a reference in music that reminds you of New York City and you'd like to share it with us. How's that, Alex? Very good, Pamela. All <laughs> inclusive and encompassing. Very, very good. Over to you. So is there, I would say with that in mind, Abby, is there a reference to New York or something in a song or some kind of thing you think of when you think of New York City, being that you haven't come to visit me yet? Or how have you? You may well have been. I don't know. Abby travels so quickly. <laughs> Twice. I, me and my mom are Broadway fans and also shopping fans. So <laughs> we've been to New York. We've done a trip with the family and we've done a little girl's trip, just the two of us. Um, but yes, I've definitely been. I would maybe go again. Um, but I am preferable to Toronto. I am gets my home base. So if I have to pick a city, I'm going to stick with Toronto. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, it's okay. So when you were in New York, did you have any wacky moments? Any, like, is there something that comes to mind that was like, wow, this could only happen in New York City or that was really bizarre, which just happened to me? Um, now that I'm thinking of it, I have a couple of stories from New York, but I don't know if they're really particularly wacky in nature like I'm just thinking about 
classic moments, you know, going on the subway, seeing the rats, late night, getting pizza, um, Central Park, lots of proposals. Like these are all, none of them are particularly wacky. I've been very blessed that I've not. All kind of wacky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pamela, believe me, I I I know Abby from from times past. Uh, in the Abby LeMay scale of wackiness, you know, she she can go literally to 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 atomic bomb level of of, of wackiness, basically, if if needs be. So, I think my wackiest story involving New York, I wasn't even there. Our wackiest story, we were supposed to go to New York, and we were in the airport waiting to catch our flight, and it got canceled, and we had Broadway tickets to go see Anastasia that night. So it was a lot of frantic calling to get the ticket switch, trying to see if we could, because I'm from, I'm right close to the border. So we were going to get uh, a shuttle. We were going to drive down in a winter storm, because that's why the flight was canceled. It was snowing. So we were going to drive down and catch the Broadway show. We ended up just rescheduling it, but it was very hectic, very sad. Um and yeah, very New York, very busy, very frantic. So I wasn't there, but it was New York involved. That's good. That works. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just wondering if there, if anyone else wants to share um, a memory, like a wacky moment of New York. And the reason I ask, and the reason that we've developed this question is because New York is a bizarre vortex. And I'm sure Kathy would agree. It's almost as if it's its own sort of twilight zone. And I really don't know anyone who's not spent some time here. Is um, I mean, I say here, I'm upstate New York right now near Woodstock in sort of mellow hippie land. Um, I haven't seen anyone for days. <laughs> but um, in New York City... you got Hedwig. What more do you need? <laughs> it's such a vortex that everyone I know has a story. And it's and they're all unique and they're all wacky. So, Kathy. Well, I think Jessica, did you have your hand up for a moment? Though? Oh, Jessica, yes, please. I I did forget. I had a story. Um, I shut down like the shuttle at the New York airport once, um, by accident. Um, not on purpose. I don't know why we've done it on purpose, but I, I did. I was like, uh, it was in 2019 because I had spent a month in Ireland after I studied abroad there and with my boyfriend he was coming back to visit the U.S. and we you, you wanted to impress him so you thought I'll shut down this shuttle straight away look what yeah, I can do yeah. I, I was like this is the welcome to the U.S. um JFK airport awful but um it was like we got there because it was the cheapest flight so we got there at like late at night um and our flight was at I think six in the morning um, so we were like, oh, we'll just stay in the airport to save money. Um, and that was a bad idea because um, when we went to JFK, I didn't realize, but like they closed the um, the gate, like not the gate, the, the you couldn't go through security in the um, little airport area. Because, okay, okay, hang on. JFK is massive. Like if you have not been, yeah, it is massive. And it's broken up into several airports depending on where you're flying. And they're connected by a little train shuttle. Um and ours wasn't allowing people to go through security until like 4 a.m. They were closed for a couple hours at night. And it meant that you couldn't get food or anything because it was all past security. And you couldn't lay down because it was all past security. And I was like dead set on getting him food. Like he was so hungry. And I was just like, this is a horrible welcome to the U.S. Like he needs food. All they had was like a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, 
and it's I was quite like, American, Jessica. I mean, for your average <laughs> Irish soul, a Dunkin' Donut could be sort of the equivalent of a potato back in the days. Yeah, I get. I was just like more determined to get him more than that. And um, so we were basically going to like every airport, um, looking for anywhere that would have food. Nowhere had food, but I was seeing lots of cool um gates for different countries. So that was fun, but um, he was still really cranky and. There's one part of the airport like called Jamaica or something. And I think we had to go there like five times for some reason back and forth. Um, and then as I was like walking back through part of the airport, I was so upset. I realized I didn't have my backpack on um, and I had my passport on me. Thankfully, I had money and like souvenirs in my backpack. And I was so stupid that I had taken it off because my back had been hurting on the train and I like lost my mind realizing I had just left a backpack on a train and they were gonna think it was a bomb threat and um I tried to fly down the security guards they were so bored out of their mind it was like 2 a.m they were so done with everything they didn't want to deal with me being stupid Jessica you should have just said I've lost some Semtex can you help me please they were just not wanting to they were just I guess it was busy and um so they said I had to call like the non-emergency police um who were also not very happy um because she said oh yeah they shut down the train you have to go to Jamaica and I was like of course it's Jamaica so we had to go all the way down there and um finally got my backpack back they were not very happy but I was like crying and I I just felt really guilty because I was like oh no I wasted like everybody's time and some poor person probably thought they were gonna like have to deal with a bomb or something um and I got my backpack back but I was like yeah we ended up having to get Dunkin Donuts so I think I should have just been resigned to that in the beginning um but yeah that's my that's my story <laughs> so sorry JFK again once again Jessica actually proves that she has that kind of super powered capability that is essential to New York real talkers and midweek drivers that's excellent um, I suspect ch -ch -ch changes or just changes basically might be actually our sort of outro as far as Bowie is actually concerned um, but we are approaching that time Pamela where we need to actually throw the two traditional questions now Abby knows what the two traditional questions were for the midweek drive but you've reworked them for the New York real talk thing so over to you Pamela in whichever order you wish to ask the folk well firstly I feel like we cheated Kathy out of her moment <laughs> I mean I have one if you're ready to hear it <laughs> go for it Kathy okay long ago in the year 2013 I went to a college music journal which is a conference that happens in New York every year for a week and they end it with a pitchfork festival which we all get invited to go to. Yeah, I know. It, thank you, Florida State University, for sending me for free. Um, <laughs> so uh, I went with a group of other people who were also involved with radio. That's why we were there. Uh, we got we showed up maybe 30 minutes before it was opening, just because they told us it was going to be a huge line. And I'm um, going to be honest, guys, at the age of 21, we were quite excited for the open bar, uh, which is why we were timely. <laughs> so we were informed when we first got there that, oh, the open bar is only for one or two hours. I think Smirnoff was sponsoring. And they we were like, well, let's hit it quick. We hit it quick. 
Um, and then we're like, this bar isn't closing and they're still giving away drinks. And then we find out, no, they're going to give drinks until they run out, which was for many hours. So you could imagine the damage that was already done. And the lineup was great. You had a lot of great different artists who were new. Uh, I got to, I remember seeing Angel Hayes, uh, who was a very up and coming uh, hip hop rap R&B artist at the time and a variety of others. And the closing people, uh, the closing performers of the night were Death Grips, which I loved. Um, <laughs> And it's a story that impacts actually the whole group of us because something specific happened to us at two in the morning that day that we'll never forget. I ended up at the front hovering over the security rail, balancing myself onto the stage and from the crowd to just kind of be okay. Uh, my friend Steve was next to me. He was on the stage. The performer ended up going over him to rap in front of his face. You have our other friend, Ryan, who's in the corner. He gets the iconic shot of him rocking out, which ends up being the front cover of Pitchfork that later that month. And then my friend Mary gets dropped down, gets uh, dropped out and then picked up by the scarf all within the same second. And my other friend Bison gets hit in the face with a $2,000 camera and then bought five shots. Um, we all left that with really interesting tales. And my last favorite person, Timothy Jamal Elliott, um, who's a performer now in uh, New York uh, as well, he uh, ends up getting his glasses completely crashed at some point in the, because it's it's a mosh pit. It's just kind of an insane scene. And you just see him leaving at like three or four in the morning into the subway, like my glasses. And he had to wear his prescription sunglasses the whole rest of the trip. So he felt like a tool. Um, amazing. And you live to tell about it. Yes, I'm here to survive a death I'm picture. most impressed about that. <laughs> well, it certainly makes the Sam Jones experience mild by comparison, is all I can say. Uh, Jonathan uh, has just actually contacted us by saying he thought he was actually going to be 8pm. That's okay, we can coordinate that. Pamela, would you like to actually go around the team with the final two questions for this edition of New York Real Talk slash Midway Drive? Yes, and... Um... Because this is the first time I've met you and you're right next to me on my particular screen. I'd like to start with Abby and then Jessica and then Kathy and Alex, if you want to answer, you can as well. <laughs> um, have you had fun with us today, number one? And number two, would you come back and join us uh, soon? We don't say in the not too distant future, that's very polite and very, that's more British. But New York, it's much more New York to say soon. So that we, we, we let you know without a doubt. We want you to come back, and we want you to come back soon, Pam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, of course, I've had a wonderful time. I always do. And I would love to come back soon. Now that I know it's so easy to just hop on Zoom. Absolutely. How long have I been telling you this, Abby? How many messages did I send you? Too long. Far too long. It's been too long. <laughs> Jessica. I have had so much fun and I would love to come back soon, of course, and see you all and also our many names, Owl. Oh, yes. Okay, after after Kathy gives us her answer, I I, uh, I just want to take one moment because I've written it all down. I think I've got the order. And my answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> this has been an excellent time. Always a pleasure. And you will see me soon. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> or even Zoom. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist it, but there we are. In fact, Kathy, I, I shall treat you to a coffee next Wednesday at 12 noon. Not, not via Zoom, in the room, in, in Lincoln. I know, standing. Is that too soon? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, now are you all ready? And and if you if you beg to differ with with the order, that is fine too. Um, we'll sort this out next time. Hubert Bartholomew Hedwig Ziggy Lefchuk. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, who would have thought I'd actually be incorporated or the surname would be incorporated, which translates from the Polish as little lion into an owl's name. It's all Bartholomew's fault. What the hey? Pamela Suman, Kathy Manso, Jessica Burtis, Abby LeMay. Huge thanks. Um, what's the pickle line that you like to use um, for this particular show, please, Pamela? Okay. <laughs> New York Real Talk, home of the world's finest pickle. And my time was running wild A million dead-end streets And every time I thought I got it made It seemed the taste was not so sweet So I turned myself to face me But I've never caught a glimpse Of how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Ch -ch 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 Turn and face the strange. Ch -ch 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 Changes. Don't wanna be a richer man. Ch -ch 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 Turn and face the strange. It's gonna have to be a different man. Never leave the stream of warm and permanent sand So the days float through my eyes But still the days seem the same And these children that you spit on As they try to change their worlds Are immune to your consultations They're quite aware of what they're going through Changes Turn and face the strange Changes Don't tell them to grow up on out of it Ah! Uh -huh.